Hello, everyone. Welcome to the message for Akron Alliance Fellowship Church in Akron, Ohio. We appreciate you being here today. The message is for Sunday, February the 4th, 2024. My name is Melvin Gaines. Let's go ahead and get into our message today and look to the Lord with a word of prayer. Lord, we thank you for this time that you've given to us to now sit quietly and hear you speak to us through the power of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your kindness. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for all those things, Lord, where, frankly, we don't deserve the things that you've given to us, and yet you've given them to us very freely. And we are just so appreciative of your presence today. And you show us how much you love us by how you truly do take care of us. And now, Lord, we want to hear you speak. Not my words, but your words. We give you praise and thanks. For all these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. I want to express my sincere thanks to those uh, who express condolences uh, to me and my lovely bride on the passing of my mother. Uh, I've had some time to reflect on her life and on the things that mattered most to her. She graduated from John Adams High School in Cleveland in 1958. And around the time that me and my brother were born, She began a career at Ford Motor Company as a key punch operator. From there, she became an administrator who provided support for all of the Northeast Ohio Lincoln Mercury dealerships. Her greatest satisfaction was helping sales associates at the dealerships with promptness and precision. Her 30-year career with Ford involved working in Cleveland at the Grant Avenue office, the Walton Hills Stamping Plant, and moves to Cincinnati and Detroit. She enjoyed her work and the responsibility that came with it. She also enjoyed time with family and loved music and roller skating. In the early 80s, my mother and I checked out a few Thursday evening roller skating sessions at Southgate Skates and Saturday trips to United Skates of America in Wycliffe. She was a very young-looking woman. Some of you have even seen a photo of her And she was so young that she even fooled Lynn, my wife, when she saw us together at the rink. It's really a shame that Alzheimer's disease and dementia began to dominate her mind not long after her retirement from Ford. The things that she enjoyed doing were slowly replaced with her becoming more of a homebody. She had a couple of dogs that she would walk in the neighborhood, but that became even more difficult over time. She watched the movies and did some reading to keep up with the news. And, of course, she listened to music, but relied more often on listening to the radio. During my appointment with the funeral home to make arrangements for my mother's funeral, the representative asked if we wanted to have an organist to provide music or if we wanted to provide our own. It was a no-brainer. Lynn and I both knew that my mother's love of music needed acknowledgement during the upcoming service. I have a playlist of music that reflects her love of R&B and also what could be deemed as roller skating music. Even during her years of decline, she would often sing her words when she did speak. In a study published in Brain and Life magazine in 2015, European researchers examined a group of people with Alzheimer's disease by using brain imaging technologies and compared them with young, healthy participants. The scientists found that the areas of the brain that encode musical memory 
show very little damage in Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's patients are often given music therapy in an effort to help the patient to relax, reduce frustration, promote positive emotional behavior, and help improve self-esteem, all of which may help to slow the effects of the disease. Music in all forms arouses, stimulates, and organizes many areas of the brain. It explains how music can stimulate our own memories when we hear songs that remain meaningful for us. Have you ever wondered how you may not know all or any of the lyrics of a song, and yet you have a wonderful grasp of the music itself? The recall of music often has an emotional connection. It can be attributed to people and places. And when we listen to music or pull up our playlists, it actually reinforces those memories even more. Music is within the fiber of our very being. We're going to see the importance of the impact of music and how it begins with how we are all created in the image of God. Turn your Bibles and electronic devices to Genesis chapter 1. We're going to look at verses 26 and 27. Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 and 27. Right at the front of the Bible. And we're going to be looking at the New International Version. Genesis 1, verses 26 and 27. Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. Verse 27. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. We are in the image and likeness of God. Music is a gift of God. And he, as the uncreated creator, uses these words to describe the foundation of the earth. In Job chapter 38, verse 7, in the King James Version, he says, When the morning stars sang together, and all the sons of God shouted for joy. And note the words the Lord uses to describe the culmination of his eventual return. I'll let you read that one with me. Go to Isaiah 35. Isaiah 35, and we're going to take a look at verse 10. Isaiah chapter 35, verse 10. Isaiah 35. Verse 10. And of course, Isaiah is a book of prophecy. So let's take a look at what it says here. Verse 10, Isaiah 35. This is the English Standard Version. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain gladness and joy, and sorrow and sighing will flee away. Rejoicing will take place. In our faith, God has given us the ability to appreciate the beautiful sounds of music and the deep effect that it has upon us. Of course, Scripture provides substantial references to music. Psalms, the largest book of songs, make up just over 7% of the Old Testament. Song of Solomon is another one. It's all songs and poetry. Ecclesiastes is another place. Revelation 
in chapter 5 and chapter 7, there are lyrics for songs. In Matthew 26, verse 30, Jesus and the disciples sang a hymn. In Acts chapter 16, verse 25, Paul and Silas sung hymns while in prison. Moses wrote three songs that are recorded in the Old Testament. He wrote about the victory of the Israelites over Pharaoh's army in Exodus 15, verses 1 through 18. The faithfulness of God in the presence, in the face of Israel's rebellion. That's Deuteronomy 32, verses 1 to 43. And a prayer noted in Psalm 90. David wrote about half of the 150 songs in the book of Psalms. And he appointed the Levitical musicians that oversaw the temple worship and the playing of instruments that we read about in 1 Chronicles chapter 25. But I also want you to take a look now at 2 Chronicles. Please go to 2 Chronicles chapter 5 and let's look at verses 13 and 14. 2 Chronicles 5 verses 13 and 14. Second Chronicles 5, verse 13. The trumpeters and musicians joined in unison to give praise and thanks to the Lord. Accompanied by trumpets, cymbals, and other instruments, the singers raised their voices in praise to the Lord and sang, He is good, his love endures forever. Then the temple of the Lord was filled with the cloud, and the priests could not perform their service because of the cloud. For the, for the glory of the Lord filled the temple of God. There are many other locations in Scripture about music, its use and its expression, and how it is an important part of worship. But let's focus on how we are to be guided by the Holy Spirit and express ourselves to the Lord with music. I want you to go to Ephesians chapter 5. We're going to look at verses 18b, which is the second part of verse 18. 18b to verse 20. Ephesians 5, 18b to 20. And this will be in the NIV version. And we're going to pick up in verse 18 with the words, Instead be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. In the name of our Lord, Jesus Christ. Notice the emphasis of making music from your heart to the Lord. That is how we are wired to worship him. Music should be a huge part of our worship. He loves the music that comes from those who have a heart for him. He loves our music that is shared in the Spirit with adoration and appreciation for him. Turn to Colossians 3. Let's look at verses 15 through 17. Colossians 3, verses 15 through 17. Verse 15, Colossians 3. Let the peace of Christ... Rule in your hearts, since as members of one body, you were called to peace. And be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, 
and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Now here's a summary of the passage that we just read. First, we are called to peace in Christ. We are called to be thankful through any and all circumstances. We are called to gratitude as we speak and sing to one another in the power of the Holy Spirit. We are hardwired by God to communicate with him and with each other through music. After going over this message and wrestling over the importance and relevance of music from the heart, it gave me pause as to the significance of one's life experience with music and why it is so deeply ingrained within us. It is also just as important to recognize how much God truly loves our communication with him. Frankly, he loves our music, the music that comes from our hearts. Our messages within our heart for the Lord when delivered to him in songs and in moments of prayer are indeed sweet sounds. Sweet sounds. Now, I want to challenge those of you who believe that you have no musical talent or inclination. I want you to know and understand that everyone has music built within you. Because as you were created in the image of God, you have the ability to think about and process music. It doesn't have anything to do with your level of talent as to playing or singing music. I'm speaking about the internal aspect of worshiping Jesus Christ from your heart. The scripture is quite clear as to how everyone is to approach God with music and singing that comes from the heart. It's very clear. We've read passages about it. Your relationship with Jesus Christ is a one-on-one relationship. It is your unique experience. And as in any relationship that is growing and developing, your task is to sit quietly with the Lord as often as necessary and express yourself to him from your heart. At first, it may be words. Over time, it may grow and develop as words, as poetry, and as music. Your personal communication with the Lord will be a collection of sweet sounds to him. Amen. Take a look at Psalm 135. Psalm 135, we're going to look at verse 3. Psalm 135, verse 3. This will be from the NIV version. Verse 3, Psalm 135. Praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. Sing praise to his name, for that is pleasant. I want to point something out here that is very important for those of you who are not as musically inclined. In spite of what others around you may tell you about your voice or your singing, it is highly appropriate for you to sing out loud from time to time. Pretend like you're singing in the shower, hey, uh, (laughs) uh, where everything sounds better. Uh, In all seriousness, though, a person who is off-key giving praises to the Lord sounds more like Luciano Pavarotti to him. He just wants to hear the true believer of Jesus sing and speak outwardly of his goodness and do it openly while in fellowship. Psalm 40, verse 3 In the NIV version says, he put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. 
Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. And I want you to turn over to Psalm 95, and we're going to look at verses 1 and 2. Psalm 95, verses 1 and 2. Psalm 95, verses 1 and 2. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. Amen. The focus in the second part of this message will be on the sounds in your heart and mind pertaining to prayer. Prayer is, of course, any communication that you make with the Lord. In the same manner that your thoughts are audible within your mind, those same thoughts directed to the Lord are also what he hears from you. My lovely bride and I attended last year's Christian and Missionary Alliance conference named Resonate 2023. The word resonate has a number of meanings related to the characteristic of sound, but the one that jumps out to me is to make, hear, or understand a deep, full sound. The sounds of prayer that come from your heart should resonate with your Heavenly Father. Your prayers of devotion are the sweet sounds that He enjoys from you. Have you ever looked at your prayers and your singing to Jesus in this manner? How we live begins with whether or not you or I have a heart for God. If there is no heart for God, in all candor, the sounds that we make are not pleasing to God. Go to Galatians 5, and I want you to look at verses 19 through 21, and you'll see what I mean about this statement. Galatians chapter 5. And let's look at verses 19 through 21. And this will be from the New Living Translation. Galatians 5, verse 19. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. The bottom line here is that when you fail to involve the Holy Spirit in your life and choose to live according to your own flesh... These desires are rooted in selfishness and pridefulness. That's the exact opposite of faith and trust in Jesus. Your life is to be a life that resonates with Jesus and also encourages others to stay the course and follow your example. Jesus was our original example. It starts with living in constant prayer as Jesus leads the way. Prayer and praise is a very sweet sound from the believer who loves Jesus. Remember, he desires our prayers. He welcomes our praise. Proverbs 15, verses 29 and verse 33. I'll read those for you. These are going to be from the uh, New American Standard Bible. 
Verse 29, the Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayer of the righteous. And then verse 33, the fear of the Lord is the instruction for wisdom and before honor comes humility. And please remember that a humble heart before the Lord goes a long way. He hears and responds to those who come to him in humility. He hears it. He responds. Now is the time to search your hearts and minds as to what the Lord hears from you. Does he hear sweet sounds? Does he hear from you something else that is not so appealing? We come under the authority of a very patient, long-suffering God. The importance of humility in the believer is to come under his authority and repent from our acts of selfishness and pridefulness. Repent. Turn from it. Go to Colossians chapter 3 and let's look at verses 5 and 6. Colossians 3, verses 5 and 6. And this will be from the NIV version. We must turn away from those things that are contrary to what God would have us to be doing. Verse 5, Colossians 3. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. And I'm offering uh, the following passage now, similar to Galatians 5, for the sole purpose of reinforcing how important it is to do what is right. Let's not test out the Lord's patience. He was very clear in his message. And that message is in Matthew chapter 4, verses 13 through 17. Matthew chapter 4, verses 13 through 17. And this was at the beginning of Jesus' ministry. And this is the NIV version. Verse 13, leaving Nazareth, he, Jesus, went and lived in Capernaum, which was by the lake in the area of Zebulun and Naphtali. Verse 14, to fulfill what was said through the prophet Isaiah. Land of Zebulun and land of Naphtali, the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people living in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. Verse 17, from that time on, Jesus began to preach, repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Jesus wants every believer to pray and sing with sweet sounds that resonate with him. Express your love for Jesus in songs, hymns, and spiritual songs to him. Make a joyful noise for him as you let your actions follow your words of praise. Make it your focus to live every moment for Jesus and be a sweet sound in his ear. Many of you are familiar with the song, I Love You, Lord, by, written by Lori Klein. I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice to worship you. Oh, my soul, rejoice. Take joy, my King, in what you hear. Let it be a sweet, sweet sound in your ear. Let's pray. Lord, we're very grateful for how you have us ingrained with the ability to worship and praise you. And not just to do so with words, but with music, with song, with hymns, 
spiritual songs. Thank you, Lord, for giving us that appreciation, that ability. Because, Lord, we are like you. We are created in your image. We recognize, indeed, that you love music, too. And we thank you for giving us that ability. And, Lord, let me make a note. I did say that we were like you. We're not totally like you at all, really. (laughs) I want to be clear about that. Because we fall short of your glory. And, Lord, may we recognize that as we go forward. We indeed are created in your image, in your likeness. But, Lord, we need to recognize that you're the one that gives us eternal life, salvation. And for that, and that reason alone, you are worthy of our worship and praise. Thank you for that reminder. And thank you for what you've done for us. Thank you for loving us beyond our understanding. But Lord, we embrace the love that you have for us. And we understand that we love you as we remain obedient to your word and to your will. Thank you, Lord, for your presence today. Thank you for the teaching. Bless us, Lord, and keep us. We give you thanks and praise in Jesus' precious name. Amen. We appreciate you being here today for the message for Akron Alliance Fellowship Church for Sunday, February the 4th, 2024. Thank you so much for joining us today. God bless you and take care of yourselves. And we'll see you next time.